It's time now for the complete story with Rich Bot, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Rich Bot with today's complete story. Folks, this is Rich Bot, and you know we've been talking to you on Bot Radio Network about the heartbeat bill, which was passed by the legislature, both houses in the state of Ohio, and was placed on Governor Kasich's desk to sign. And uh, we were so hopeful that he might sign that, but as it turns out, he vetoed it. Very, very disappointing. Uh, there's going to be an override effort on that, and for today's complete story, we're going to find out about this heartbeat bill, what it means, and uh, we're going to be talking with the author of the heartbeat bill janet porter from ohio and janet where in ohio are you i'm up in the cleveland area rich and so glad to be with you all right god bless you and thank you for the work that you're doing on this and the heartbeat bill tell us about that tell us uh, how this started well it started back in 2010 when uh, i had just lost my father and i was at a funeral uh, a wake of a of a guy I used to work for, uh, Mark Lally, who was the past president of Ohio Right to Life. And I realized he spent his whole life working to restore legal protection to children, and he never got to see what he what he spent his life work doing. And uh, at that moment, just something hit me that, that we need to finish this. We, we need to do more than just talk about abortion and march about it, and regulate it, uh, debate about funding. We need to end it. And my thought was this, and you remember, Rich, uh, I was a part of the South Dakota effort to try and protect from conception, personhood amendments that, uh, that unfortunately have not succeeded yet. And my thought was this, if we can't get them all yet, if we can't protect every child just yet, let's get as many as we can and then go back for the rest. And so I turned to a friend and I said, hey, let's, we need to do this. We need to finish this. I said, what if we protect them from the time we hear their hearts begin to beat? And, uh, and she says, I'm in. We went over and talked to Right to Life. Uh, the president of Right to Life was there, and I suggested, hey, you know, you guys have an incremental approach. We support uh, every bill you've got. Would you support this bill? He said yes, uh, and to come to find out, that was not the truth. Uh-huh. In fact, in an email, uh, we had an email uh, group going of, of lawyers that we, we put together to draft this bill, and I would let them know, hey, everybody, we have three co-sponsors. We're up to ten. Mm. And Come and find out Ohio Right to Life from the very beginning would take that inside information and then work to peel off the co-sponsors that we were getting on. Oh, so there's it's some... been a fight for six years uh, against a group that well, claims to be pro-life, but yet working against the most protective pro-life well, legislation Well, God bless nation. you, Janet, for fighting the good fight for six years, and you finally got it passed by both houses of the legislature, and then it was placed on Governor Kasich's desk. And I know we were encouraging our listeners to call the governor's office and er- encourage him to sign the bill, or at least he could have let it go into law without his signature. But instead... Tell us what happened. Well, what happened was, uh, again, the, uh, the so-called pro-life organization, Ohio Right to Life, called on the governor to veto the most protective pro-life bill. It's just crazy. You can't even imagine this happening, but that's what happened. My goodness. And so Governor Kasich, he claimed, well, based on constitutionality, he, he vetoed it. But keep in mind, we didn't elect him to be a judge. We elected him to be governor, and part of the role of governor is to listen to the the views of the people through their elected officials, which, as you mentioned, were passed through the House and the Senate to protect human life. That's the role of government, said Jefferson. That's why it exists. But he, he decided, no, because the court might kill it, 
I'm going to go ahead and kill it. I mean, that makes about as much sense as killing someone because they might die. And w- it's absurd. And what I love about the about the heartbeat bill is that it focuses the attention on the child in the womb. You're talking about stopping a beating heart. And we went online, and this is what that sounds like. Okay, so, I mean, this is the, a beating heart of a living human being, and this bill would prevent uh, someone from stopping that heartbeat, somebody from killing that child in the womb that has a beating heartbeat. Is that right? Yeah, the way the, way, uh, the late Dr. Wilkie, the founder of the pro-life movement, who left the board of Ohio Right to Life over this issue because they refused to endorse it, he would come and testify, and the way he'd put it is, if a heartbeat's detected, the baby's protected. That's the bill. That's really what it's about. And, uh, and, and if you can hear that baby's heartbeat, then that child is protected, the same as any other human being would be, as we see in hospitals across the world. There's not a hospital in the, in the world that doesn't recognize the pulse, the heartbeat, uh, as an indicator of life. It's a sign of life that uh-huh. is universally recognized. That's right. Why not apply it to the very young? When you check to see if somebody is alive, you check to see if you can find a heartbeat. That's and, right. And in this case, you're saying if you can find a pulse, if you can hear the heartbeat, then you can't kill that living human being. Seems like it makes perfect sense to me. But nevertheless, it does. the governor vetoed it. You know, Governor Kasich, he's been kind of um, unpredictable this past year and maybe even before that. I mean, he did not even attend the convention there in Cleveland when it came to his state that he's the governor of. But uh, nevertheless, the fight's not over. Tell us what's the yeah. next step in this battle plan. If his political career wasn't over uh, already, uh, it certainly is now, because you can't claim to be pro-life and be the man who killed the most pro-life, most protective bill in the country and the 20,000 babies that go along with it. So what we're attempting to do right now, and this is why we need prayer and fasting, and we need phone calls, because what we're looking to do right now is override that veto. And if we look at the votes, we are actually two votes short of overriding the veto. The Speaker of the House, uh, Cliff Rosenberger, who has been heroic in this effort, said that he will bring an override vote to the floor of the House if we can convince two people to change their minds. And that's why we're encouraging people to go to faith2action.org, F2A.org, and they can, uh, they can check the five people that I believe are the most likely to uh, hear our pleas uh, to uh, protect life and override this veto. They're listed at F2A.org. We're hoping people will make those calls. Uh, Representative Arndt, Representative uh, Gavarone are two of the top that uh, we're hoping people would call. And, and that's really it. We're going, to, uh, we're, going to, we're going to give this everything we've got. We've done it for six years. Uh, it's brought us to this point. Uh, and now we need help. We now need uh, for, for people to, to jump in and help us uh, at, for such a time as this, because if you're angry at what the governor did, uh, you, you know, we can pound our fists on the table all day, but what I'd rather do is, is override his veto, protect the babies, and send a message that uh, will not soon be forgotten. Absolutely. Is there a telephone number where people can call? You said the website is f2a.org, f2a.org, but uh, maybe some people don't have a computer and they have a phone. Yeah, let me give you uh, let me give you Representative Arndt's number. That's one that that I think is 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 really an important one. Uh, they're saying some of the arguments. So I want to give you some of those arguments before they make the call. First off, they say, well, this this will cost the taxpayers money. And we want them to understand, um, not so, because of Matt Staver weighing in to help. He actually said that he will defend, with Liberty Council, defend our heartbeat law for free. 
So that argument is no longer the case. Uh, again, the question of constitutionality, that's something the courts should be deciding. Some suggest that this could hurt other pro-life laws on the books. We have actually have it written in the law itself. I can read it, lines three, 341 to 344. Uh, it's the intent of the General Assembly that the provisions of this section are not to have the effect of repealing or limiting any other laws of the state. So this won't affect any other laws. That's another red herring. And the fact that Ohio Right to Life doesn't like it, uh, they've been discredited, beginning with their founder resigning, their chapters uh, uh, leaving them, and, uh, and them lobbying to veto the most protective pro-life law. So here's the top two numbers I would suggest people call. One is Representative Arndt. His number is 614-644-6011. 614-644-6011. And Representative Teresa Gavarone, uh, Representative Gavarone can be reached at 614-466-8104, 614-466-8104, and ask her to protect babies by overriding Kasich's veto of the heartbeat bill. Okay, now as I read the news reports on this, apparently there was a uh, another bill that he signed, but it was much, much weaker. Yeah, the pain-capable bill that protects babies from, from 20 weeks on, uh, the, the estimate from the sponsors is that that bill would protect 125 babies. The heartbeat bill, however, would protect an estimated 20,000 babies. So he protected a handful of babies instead of protecting tens of thousands of babies like he could have done, and uh, it's, it's really abhorrent. He's basically using that to say, see, I'm... I'm really pro-life. I signed this very weak bill, and I vetoed the very strong bill that would have protected nearly every child who would otherwise be aborted. Wow, that's trying to have it both ways, isn't it? And, and that just it's doesn't not work. work. For, I know uh, our friend in, in Wichita, Troy Newman, who heads up Operation Rescue, I saw something where he wrote that every time that pro-lifers need to swing for the fences whenever they have a chance to get up to bat. And that's what this fetal heartbeat bill would have done. It would have been the most pro-life bill possible, and that's what everybody should have been uh, in favor of. And and that's exactly what the legislature passed, and that's what the governor should have signed. But uh, but that didn't happen. Well, there is some, and so there's, there's some good news. We're we're still swinging for the fences. Yes, Rick. we're gonna we're gonna try this veto override. And I'll also let you know that Congressman Steve King has said that he will pick up the mantle and introduce a federal heartbeat bill in Congress, so that we raise the bar. Instead of regulating abortion, we're going to be protecting nearly every child. And once we once we pass that, we're going to go back and get the rest of them too. Because we're talking about protecting the innocent life of little babies in the womb, and this is what that sounds like. Yeah, that's a that's a baby's heart beating in the womb. And speaking of the baby in the womb, I want us now to hear the testimony of Gianna Jessen, who actually survived a salt saline abortion. Tell us a little of your story. Well, I'm adopted, and my biological mother was 17 and seven months pregnant, and she went in and had a saline abortion. And a saline abortion, I'll just describe real briefly because a lot of people don't know what it is. It's a saline salt solution that's injected into the mother's womb. The baby gulps that solution. It burns the baby inside and out, and she delivers a dead baby within 24 hours. It's exactly what happens. But I came out alive, and I have no burns on my body. And um, I just, I believe it was the hand of God that was on me, and protected me and 
Kept me alive. So, uh, Janet Porter, we're talking about protecting those heartbeats. We're talking about little babies like Janet Jessen protecting their right to life in the womb. And Governor Kasich vetoed it. Pretends to be pro-life, but had an opportunity to sign a wonderful pro-life bill, and he vetoed it. So there's a good possibility of override. Uh, give us that website again. Sure. If you go to faith2action.org, faith2action.org, or the shortcut F, the number 2, the letter A.org, F2A.org, you can see the full list of the five people that need to be called. Uh, you know, you can call and let the governor know what you think about him. I'd rather show him what we think about what he did. The heartless veto, the betrayal of life, what we need to do is override the veto, and all we need is to switch two people of the list of five that's listed at F2A.org. Uh, we mentioned two numbers. There's three additional ones, and I would encourage people to call them, call them every day, because we need to be vigilant. We need to be persistent, and we need to, as Troy said, swing for the fences and get this bill overridden, get this veto overridden so that we can protect protect 20,000 babies a year, and send this bill, which is crafted to be the arrow in the heart of Roe versus Wade. It was meant to come before the courts. That's why we wrote it, and we believe it will afford the, the court the opportunity to move the line to protect children from, from viability, the standard they're currently using, to heartbeat. So instead of being miles away, we're going to be only inches away from our goal of conception, and that's what the heartbeat bill will do, and that's why we need everyone to fast to pray, to, to appeal to heaven, and make the calls to the reps whose, whose hearts God can change and whose, the, the, the calls that you make can help persuade them as well. So oh. those are, those are the, the action steps, and we hmm. really need the help, and we're very grateful uh, in advance. Uh, heartfelt thanks. Uh, on behalf of the babies of Ohio for standing in the gap and making these calls. Yes, and this could be setting a precedent for the rest of the country, although I understand that there's two states that already have a heartbeat bill on the books. Well, those uh, those were struck, unfortunately, by, by the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals that was bound by precedent. But here's something interesting, Rich, that people don't realize. The Eighth Circuit was basically asking the Supreme Court, hey, take a look at this. Number one, the states should be the ones deciding it, they said. And they also said that heartbeat is a more, quote, certain and consistent marker than the standard they're currently using at viability. In fact, there is a 97% likelihood that a child whose heartbeat can be heard in the womb will survive to live birth. So we've got a better indicator, says the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, that is more certain and consistent than viability, and we just need to be able to present this to the Supreme Court, which is why this Ohio law really matters, because the court has already turned down the opportunity to review the Arkansas and North Dakota laws. So this is, this is our best hope to get a case before the court, which is why we need to override this veto right now, and we need your help to do it. And uh, elections have consequences, folks, and this is what's very exciting to me, is that uh, President-elect Donald Trump has promised to nominate to the court pro-life Supreme Court justices after the order of Anthony Scalia, and uh, there's one certain uh, appointment he'll he'll make, and perhaps as many as two or three more after that during the course of his term. A case like this takes a number of years to work its way up to the Supreme Court. So by the time it would get there, there would be a different type of Supreme Court than what we've had in the last few years. So uh, I'm very ex- exactly right. Very excited it's, about it's, that. <clears throat> in fact, well, in the next five years, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It took five years, by the way, for for our Ohio parental consent law to get it up to the Supreme Court. Five years from now, 
Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to be 89 years old. Two other justices, Breyer and Kennedy, will be in their 80s. So we're very, very likely going to see some more retirements. We're going to see some more replacements. And I believe by the time our heartbeat bill, with your help, to get it overridden, to get this veto overridden, will be, will be presented to a Supreme Court, a brand new Supreme Court, with Trump-appointed uh, pro-life justices that will welcome it with open arms. And suddenly, instead of regulating abortion, we're ending it. Of course, Governor Kasich vetoed it, but we have an opportunity to override that veto. So the question is, are you going to be willing to stand up and speak up for the little ones? I love this song by Phil Kagey. Who will speak up for the little ones? Helpless and half abandoned. They've got a right to choose life they don't want to lose. I've got to speak up. Won't you? Equal rights, equal time For the unborn children Their precious lives are on the line How can we be rid of them? Passing laws, passing out Bills and new amendments Pay the cost and turn about And face the undefendants Who will speak up for the little ones Helpless and half abandoned They've got a right to choose life they don't want to lose I've got to speak up, won't you? Many come and many go Conceived but not delivered The toll is astronomical How can we be indifferent? Little hands, little feet Tears for him who made you Should all on earth forsake you now Yet he'll never forsake you Who will speak up for the little one? and half abandoned They've got a right to choose life they don't want to lose I've got to speak up won't you Little hands 
forsake you now, yet he'll never forsake you. Who will speak up for the little ones, helpless and half abandoned? They've got a right to choose life they don't want to lose. I've got to speak up, won't you? And that is Phil Kagey. Who will speak up for the little ones? Janet Porter, God bless you for being the author of this heartbeat bill. And what a tragedy so far it is that Governor Kasich has vetoed it after it was passed by the by both houses in the uh, Ohio legislature. And now we're going to go for a veto override. Uh, that website again is f2a.org. F, the number two, a.org. That's faith to action, f2a.org. For more information about how you can get involved, how you can speak up for the little ones. And this is what those heartbeats sound like. We're talking about protecting those little beating hearts from somebody killing them. And uh, Janet, it is just it's just hard to get more graphic than that. And and when this does go before the Supreme Court and these new justices have an opportunity to hear this case, I hope they also have an opportunity to hear the beating heartbeats like this. I, I agree. And, and honestly, we have already seen uh, a baby saved just by getting the information out about the heartbeat. We brought in the youngest to ever testify in the Ohio House. We brought in a baby uh, who was nine weeks old in the womb, and we uh, hooked up a mobile ultrasound, and the, ho- the House heard her heart. By the time the Senate had a hearing, that baby was born, so the Senate saw her face. And so yet they still wouldn't budge for six years. But now what we need to do is, is get the help of all of your listeners to make two phone calls, uh, at least two. Uh, if I may, I'd love to give those numbers out again. Please. Sure. Representative Arndt, we want him to, to override Governor Kasich's veto to protect babies whose heartbeats, like you've just heard, uh, can be heard. Here's, here's his number, 614-644-6011. Representative Arndt, 614 Six zero one one, and the other one I believe is open to uh, to hear from us on uh, overriding Governor Kasich's veto of the heartbeat bill is Representative Teresa Gavarone. Representative Gavarone's number is six one four four six six eighty one zero four six one four four six six eighty one zero four, and encourage them to protect human life, protect those babies whose heartbeats can be heard by voting yes to override Governor Kasich's heartless veto of the heartbeat bill. My goodness, that's right. You know what? I, I, I feel badly that it's too late to call Governor Kasich because I'd like to call him and give him a piece of my mind. But uh, now is the time to focus on the override of that veto. It's shameful what he did, uh, but uh, nevertheless, he did it. So we need to... Well, this is the way to show him the piece of your mind is, is, is let's override his veto and he'll get the message loud and clear. Wouldn't that be wonderful? They're good people in Ohio. There are, there are, and there's good people around the country that that uh, that care about life, and it doesn't matter where you live. Just weigh in and help. And even if if uh, you're not able to make a call for whatever reason, uh, we're asking people. We need some high octane prayer. We are asking people to fast 
and pray. We've got just a few days to make this happen, and it's going to take God to do it. But the good news is uh, the Ohio motto is, uh, is my life verse, and it's, it's with God all things are possible. We serve the God of the impossible, and he hears the prayers of his people, and when people put their faith to action, that's how he works. He doesn't just sweep in and save a nation. He uses people, and that's why we're encouraging people to put their faith to action. Come to faith2action.org and call all the five reps that we believe are most likely to vote yes on a veto override. If we get two of those five, we get to, we get to override that veto, at least in the House, and then it will move to the Senate. Amen. And Janet, uh, elections have consequences. And there was a time when the focus of the nation was on Wichita as the focus of you know, the, the, the world capital, the abortion capital of the world. But uh, thanks to Governor Sam Brownback and other state legislators that have been elected, Kansas now is uh, one of the most pro-life states in the country. We thank the Lord for that. But back in the time when uh, Wichita was the abortion capital of the world, this is what people were singing. Did you hear a baby cry in Wichita today? Did something tug inside your heart as a life was torn away? Do situations trouble you where people take a stand? Don't you hear the thunder rumbling across that troubled Or should it take commitment for God's people to behold? As clouds of darkness gather up, what will we say and do? Would Christian witness persevere if left to me and you? Stand 
But something tug inside your heart as a life was torn away. Well, that's right. And today, the babies are crying in Ohio. Are we going to have a chance to save thousands of babies in Ohio? Janet Porter, how many babies? Tens of thousands. It's uh, twenty thousand babies. This this uh, would would save every single year. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, Ground Zero right now is in Ohio, the heartland. Literally, the heartland, the heart of it all was uh, one of the slogans we had of our state. And this is why we need everyone to join together to be the body of Christ, because at this moment, this is Ground Zero. This is where we can advance the pro-life movement like we never have before and uh, present this bill before a Trump-appointed Supreme Court. And that's that's our goal. But first, right. we've got to get that veto override. We've got override. to get the veto override. Go to f2a.org, f2a.org for more information. And Janet, we have to get out of here. We've run completely out of time. God bless you for what you're doing. This is Rich Bot for a complete story. Thank you for listening. Thank you.